Hello, this is Mike Burek, your host and the producer of Made in Ukraine Tech Startup Edition, a monthly podcast series about Ukrainian tech and IT startups and their efforts to go global. Today is Monday, November 26th, 2018, and our guest for this episode is Kirill Bigai, who is the CEO and a co-founder of the Ukrainian company Preply. Welcome, Kirill. How are you? Hello. Uh, thank you for a warm introduction. Um, I'm good today. Um, actually, we call this company Preply, so the right pronunciation would be Preply. And oh. this is interesting because in the beginning, we started from Boston. Um, and we started from a very specific tutoring niche. It was test preparation. So that's why it's Preply. So it's kind of prep. And then at that time, LY was a very trendy uh, suffix, so we decided to add it, and it became Preply. Great, thanks for that correction. So, uh, sure, I mean, th that's actually, that's one thing that we continuously thinking about, how to educate the market as Preply, because many of our customers uh, uh, say Preply as well. So I'm curious about your background. We'll, we'll get into talking about the company in a little bit. Uh, what is your educational and your professional background? So I'm an engineer and entrepreneur um, by education. So my first, my first education was telecommunication engineer. And then I spent four years working as an engineer of intelligent networks. Um, this is basically networks in, um, um, in uh, mobile operators. Um, and then I also had a, have a degree in uh, uh, management of entrepreneurship. Um, so I graduated from two universities in Ukraine. One is um, National Te Technical University and another one is National Economic University. Um, so two quite big universities in Ukraine. So how did you get from uh, working with intelligent networks into the field of educational technology or ed tech as it's sometimes referred to? Yeah, I think I was always passionate about learning new things, right? And at some point of my life, I understood that English language is super important. And I spent many, many hours learning English. Um, so yeah, and um, another thing, another my passion was tech. So at some moment, um, as I was working as an engineer in telecommunication space, I was wondering what should be my next steps in career. And I decided that I would like to actually develop myself in a uh, software development. And um, in the beginning, I thought about joining one company. And actually, I joined one company. I joined TerraSoft. And uh, TerraSoft is Ukrainian CRM vendor. So they're quite big. Um, and I was lucky because when I joined TerraSoft, they gave me a role that sounded like consultant, um, um, uh, implementation consultant. But in reality, it was kind of product management role because we needed to adjust the product for our client. And I got an amazing project. It was Yandex. So we basically integrated CRM system into uh, Yandex sales operations. So it was a lot lots of fun. So it was a small transition between my engineering role. Uh, then it was kind of PM role in Tersoft in implementing CRM system in Yandex. And then I had this idea of you know starting my startup, um, and my problem at that moment was that I couldn't find um, language courses. 
So I was already learning English, but also I wanted to start learning Chinese. And uh, I had only two days available. It was Tuesday and uh, Saturday. And I spent many, many hours on the internet um, uh, trying to find the right courses. So, and I failed to find ones. And I had this idea that it would be amazing to have one platform that will help you to find local courses. It can be language learning or sport activities. So that was the initial idea. And at that time it was Find Guru. So we started that project. Uh, but then in four months, we decided to postpone this project and we, we made a significant pivot in 2012 um, and we started Preply. So some of the founders, one of the founders that uh, started with me, Fine Guru, um, then started with me Preply and another one joined later. So did you actually start up the company in Boston? So the, the very first company, Fine Guru, it was started in, uh, in Kiev. Uh, but then when we started Preply, yes, we decided to start from the US market and we were focusing on online tutoring for test preparation. And we moved to Boston, co-founders, and we also hired some people there. And what year and was that? It was 2012. So, and we launched our product um, in Boston in October 2012. Uh, but then at some point, we understood that our burn rate is quite high, but we're still not getting the right product market fit. So we understood it's going to be many, many iterations until we actually build the product uh, that customers will love. We basically couldn't do that in, in the US. So it was super expensive. So we made a very tough decision to come back to Kyiv and start from scratch. So we came back to Kyiv and we tried to work on the US market for a while, but then we said, okay, guys, what if we build something similar but in Ukraine and let's start from, from here and then we'll scale. So in three co-founders agreed and in April 2012 we started um, from scratch um, uh, in Kyiv and it was a local product in the beginning so it was a platform for, um, for English tutoring in Kyiv. So it was kind of marketplace for English tutoring. And then step by step, we actually started scaling to different regions of Ukraine. Then we scaled to Russia and it was before the conflict. But then at some point we understood that it's not very sustainable business if we build it in Ukraine, Russia, especially when conflict arrives. So we were urgently looking for opportunities to scale uh, to the Western countries. Um, and we launched our product in Poland first. And then step by step, we were thinking about launching different um, countries. And now, and, and yeah, we, we, we did small tricks on every market. And right now we have customers from all around the world. So I think we received payments from more than 100 countries in the last month. And our largest market is US and Europe. So US and Europe together is probably 70% of our business right now. And where um, do you actually have offices right now? Yeah, so right now we have three offices, this office in Kiev, and then very small office in Berlin, and we're opening Barcelona office. And in Barcelona, we made, actually, Barcelona was not our first option in the very beginning. Uh, but then we were looking for VP of, VP of growth, and we found an amazing uh, person, Yara Paoli, and she was in Barcelona. And Yara Paoli, she's a former VP of growth of Skyscanner. 
So she led a team of 300 uh, people um, and was main responsible person for for growth activities in Skyscanner. So we, we found her and at some point we decided to make a call and decided to go for it and open office in Barcelona. So right now we are building up our office in Barcelona as the main kind of marketing growth office. And then we have a quite big office in uh, uh, in Kiev. So but it's, it's mostly product office, right? In, and very small in Berlin. And Berlin is also development, some development going on? So in Berlin, we have currently had a product and a lead copywriter, right? So it's, it's basically office of two people right now. And uh, in the 2018, we'll probably decide if you're going to invest in this office more or we will continue investing in Barcelona. I know that your company has been very successful in raising funds. For example, you just had a, a new fundraising effort which yielded about $4 million in July of this year. What do you attribute that to? Why are companies so interested in Preply? Yeah, so till date we raised $5.5 million. And I think that, uh, first of all, we are a company with a good mission and with a real purpose, right? So we are improving education. We, we are improving language learning market, education market. We are making it a bit more efficient. I think this is one part of the answer. So I think the market itself, it's very attractive in terms of growth, but also it's the right purpose. And secondly, I think the team, so that's usually what investors say uh, when they talk to us and when they understand our journey. Um, so many investors says that we have a, the right grid for founder. I mean, the right grid, grid to build a big company, right? Because it was it was difficult times at some point, right? So we had a conflict between Ukraine and Russia. We had a revolution, and all the time it was like you know building a software uh, during the day, and then you know going to the revolution in the evening. So yeah, I think I think the team is um, one of the most important parts of our journey. So what originally drove your decision to establish the company in Boston? Although you've eventually moved away from Boston and came back to Ukraine. What what drove that decision? Because your company, like many other Ukrainian companies, starts off in Ukraine, but many of them do go abroad, for example, to the US or, or to Western Europe. What what drove that decision? So at that time, it was 2012, we were not super experienced entrepreneurs, uh, but we met a couple of uh, very interesting investors. So they had they had Ukrainian and Russian origin, but they lived in Boston, right? So for many years, and they wanted to invest in Preply, but they also told us, guys, if you want to make it big, you should start from US. And we actually agreed with them, right? So and I think it was I, I still think it was the right decision to go to the US, right, and start from the US because we learned a lot and we applied those learnings down the road. It's basically was a decision of our investors and the team. How many people are working for the company right now? Yeah, so it's around 90 people. About 90 people. And are most of those people involved in uh, software development? So, I mean, not most of them, right? But I think um, a bit less than a half. Because when you're building a marketplace, you also need to have a sufficient marketing team, but also a customer support team. And as you grow, you have you, you want to have a proper... HR and finance uh, functions. What do you think was the greatest challenge in trying to go global? 
as as a bit of advice for young Ukrainian entrepreneurs coming up now, what would you advise them to do? How what things should they be looking out for as they try to go global? It's a very interesting question. I think we are still learning how to you know how to launch in different markets and how to adjust our product for different markets. So I think what what is important is that in Western world you will face bigger markets in the first place, right? So it's much bigger opportunity usually. Secondly, your learning curve is much higher, right? So it's 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 much it's much faster. So you basically you learn a lot because you have a higher competition on those markets. And I think competition in the first place is actually what helps you to think uh, how you can improve the real customer experience. So it's actually it's the main driver of innovation, right? And um, if you want to build something big, you need to compete with the best, right? And uh, I think that would be that would be my thoughts. How to start? Well, I mean, this is a kind of twenty first century, right? So internet internet is available for everyone, and um, digital marketing is is not a rocket science. So if you build the right product, then you can attract customers via different channels like uh, SEO or paid marketing, etc. And you can do that quite well um, uh, talking to the US customers and uh, you know launching campaigns for the US customers, for example. Yeah, and I think at that point in Ukraine, what we have, what I see, for example, in the last five years, we actually created quite a lot of very good successful products. So I think product development part is developing very well uh, in Ukraine, right? And of course, it's not that good as in the US, but I, I still think that the growth is, is here and the growth of talent is also here. And then marketing is getting better and better, but I would suggest to have someone to, to start building international team from, from the very beginning. I'm trying to think about those steps that I made, right? Uh, when you asked me what, what would I suggest? So I would definitely suggest start from West uh, markets, but also I think what we did right, we started building international team from the very beginning. So from the very beginning, we started inviting people from different countries to our key office. And uh, having this international environment in your office is very important to become an international company. It's very difficult to become a really international company if you are, uh, if you're if you're kind of monolith of one nation inside. Um, so I think this is quite challenging for especially Ukrainian entrepreneurs because Ukrainian ecosystem is not very international, but that's something that's worth investing in. Who are your major competitors at this time? And I understand that uh, your product really focuses on language learning for business professionals, correct? Yeah, that's what we focus on, but also we, don't, we do not leave it our customers. So many of our customers uh, they learn languages for traveling, for example, or because they have friends who are or parents abroad, right? Yeah, so different cases, right? And our main competitors right now is Verlink, Italkik, Embly, those kind of companies. So some of them are, one of them is from the US, but actually founders are from Sweden. Um, one of them is from Shanghai and founders are Chinese. And one of them, I think, also in San Francisco, but founders are from Turkey. So it's, it's quite interesting. But I think that when it comes to language learning market, Europe is still a place to be. Um, I think what we see in Europe, in Europe you have the real need of learning another language, right? Because people traveling all the time, 
and you know you spend one hour on a flight and you're in totally different culture in totally different environment you need to speak another language so i think when you're building a language you're in company europe is still a very good place to be so one final question we're pretty much out of time at this point what's next for preply where are you going to go from here with your with your product your company your services yeah, so I think we're just in the beginning of journey, right? So we still need to become number one in our small niche, kind of um, marketplace for online language tutoring. And then we'll start competing with um, larger online schools. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think for us, there's still a lot of work to become the global leader in our niche. And we want to do that by making life of our customers much more easier in terms of finding the right fit with the right tutor and uh, having the right methodology to achieve um, results and you know just just helping them to measure their progress and understand when they're going to achieve what they want um, i think for many language learning uh, platforms i mean in general language learning market i think local market offline market is is much more ahead in terms of methodology than online tutoring market so I think what we would like to do is actually to invest more in methodology part and build something much better in terms of experience for our learners. So, and we would like to combine great methodology and the best tutors to provide the right help for our learners. And will you be adding any more languages to the 40 that you already have tutors for? I think we would like to become really good in those 40 and then you add new languages. When you're building your marketplace, what you need to do is to keep the right balance between supply and demand, right? So if there are learners in the US, in New York, who wants to learn German, you need to have the right amount of German speaking uh, teachers on your platform who have a very good quality and standard of teaching. And that's as you grow, this does become diff even more difficult. So I think we have plenty amount of work um, working with existing quality languages. Unfortunately, we're out of time, Kito, but I want to thank you again for coming on to Made in Ukraine Tech Startup Edition today. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Enjoyed, enjoyed our conversation. This is Mike Burek, your host and the producer of Made in Ukraine Tech Startup Edition, a monthly podcast series about Ukrainian IT and tech startups and their efforts to go global. We've been speaking with Kito Bigai, who is the CEO and a co-founder of the EdTech company, Preply. And until next time, that's all for now.